It's time to stand up. It's time to get up. You can't just give up. You gotta wake up. It's time to stand up. That's right, folks. You got to wake up and smell the roses. So I want to welcome you. I want to give you a warm welcome to uh, this podcast. It's called the Daily Hypocrisy Podcast. And uh, as the title says, we will be looking at hypocrisy every day. Um, and there's loads of it. I mean, that, that was one of the reasons why I started this podcast. Uh, my name's Zach. Uh, I'll be your host today. I'm excited to be with you. Um, I hope you stick around. We got about uh, 45 minutes uh, to an hour, you know, depending. And uh, I hope that we cover some good stuff. And uh, th- there's a lot to laugh at right now uh, instead of cry. You know, y- y- there's so much coming at us in, in terms of the media. The media is becoming so powerful. And they are so jaded. <laughs> and so we got to look at it. We got to talk about it. So I hope that. Uh, you can put it on your car. You can listen to it while you're working out at the gym. Maybe you're sitting on the couch. Maybe you're in your bedroom laying down. But I hope that you can get a laugh, maybe get some information. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, I hope that you enjoy the ride. And uh, thank you for being with me, and Happy New Year. And let's let's turn things around. And so without further ado, I'd like to uh, welcome you to the Daily Hypocrisy. (laughs) Let's jump right in here. Okay with the daily hypocrisy of the media that we love to see every day. Uh, It's worth a a million laughs every time. So uh, I'm going to start with The Atlantic. Um, That's going to be one of my go-tos. There's a lot of really solid articles here uh, in terms of getting a laugh or a bunch of laughs. So this one comes under science because The Atlantic is such a uh, prestigious scientific magazine if they're you call it a magazine anymore i don't know what you call it but let's the headline our relationship with covid vaccines is just getting started we will probably uh, need additional shots but just how many depends on our immune system the virus and how often they collide so our relationship with covid vaccines is just getting started warming you up to the idea of taking more shots Hmm. Does that sound enticing? Does anyone want to have a relationship with a, a vaccine? Um, you know, I come from the age where you, you're you're pretty much one and done. Maybe a booster ten years later, but I don't have a relationship with any of these vaccines. Um, I certainly don't uh, have to live with them on a daily basis uh, and and go to you know get more shots every few months, but. 
Let's, let's keep going here. So Walter Barker, it's a great name, by the way, Walter Barker, has since the fall of 2020 had five doses of a COVID-19 vaccine. He's already starting to ponder when he might need a six. This guy is a legend. Um, Barker, a 38-year-old office worker in New York, 38-year-old, okay, is, is looking to get his six shot. And the, it gets better. It gets better, okay? Um, he received his first two doses a year ago as part of an AstraZeneca vaccine trial. That wasn't good enough. He, uh, he fell in love, okay? He fell in love with the shots. But the shots, which haven't been authorized by the FDA, couldn't get, get him into some venues. <laughs> so, the guy took two shots, lives in New York City. New York City comes down with mandates and says, you have to be fully uh, vaccinated, quote unquote, uh, to get into any venue, uh, a restaurant, a bar, a uh, show, uh, a Yankees game. This guy loves the Yankees, apparently. I don't know if he loves it more than his shots, but he, you know, he, he likes Yankees. So sick of having to test every time he went to a Yankees game, all right? I'm so tired of, of these tests. I just want more shots. Um, first of all, that's just, that's just unfortunate. You were in the AstraZeneca vaccine trial, and lo and behold, you live in New York City, and you, that wasn't good enough. <laughs> for, Mayor, for Mayor Bill de Blasio, that wasn't good enough. Uh, so sick of having to test every time I went to the Yankees game, Barker nabbed a pair of Moderna injections in the spring. Yeah, I just nabbed a few. Why not? It's easy. Um, you know, eh, I'm going to go nab a couple Moderna shots. Um, I don't know if any, you know, if, if you, everyone knows people who've gotten these shots or they've gotten them themselves. These shots are hell. Um, a lot of people are getting screwed up from them. I got a buddy who uh, took the shots and he's got hypertension now. He has high blood pressure. His blood pressure went from normal to 160 over 110. Um, and that was Moderna. But uh, Barker nabbed a pair. So he's on four shots by the spring. This, guy's, this guy is, is, is actually impressive. I would like to meet him and talk to him. Then when the government urged boosters, he figured, well, he'd rather be safe than sorry especially because of his type 2 di diabetes, a risk factor for severe COVID. Fair enough. Um, if you've watched enough mainstream news, you'd be scared you know, out of your mind if you have diabetes. And it's, it's a death sentence with COVID, apparently. But uh, because <laughs> rather than be safe than sorry, especially because of his type 2 diabetes, a risk factor for severe COVID, that was vaccine number five. Plus, he told me he'd also caught the actual virus between his AstraZeneca and Moderna shots. Dude, this guy is a legend. Not only has he had five shots going on at six, he's caught COVID after being vaccinated, which is super common, and is now looking to get his sixth shot. Now, Barker's stealing himself. S-T-E-E-L-I-N-G, like bracing, right? He's stealing himself for the possibility of a new booster or two every year. So the relationship's getting a little bit like, you know, oh, I don't know if I, I like you enough, you know, uh, I'm kind of worried about this long-term commitment. Um, you know, it was fun at the start. Oh, you know, the relationship with your, your COVID vaccine. It was fun at the start, but I'm kind of, worried, you know, I might be making a mistake. Um, yeah, you think so? Uh, inklings of such policy are already starting to appear. So 
have, it's normal, right? Israel is debating whether to offer fourth shots to higher risk groups. This guy's going for a sixth shot. You're amateurs, Israel. Four, you trying to, you're on four. This guy is ready for six. Okay. When you're getting to eight, this dude's going to be on probably 12. I mean, you, you, you got to up your game, Israel. That, that's just funny. Um, <clears throat> but the relationship is, I don't know, he's stealing, he's bracing. You know, I think he's, he's getting cold feet. Um, I, I don't know. We'll see, you know. Um, but uh, the, the article goes on, and it, it, it's, it's a great article. Um, it, it goes on to say this. A future of annual vaccinations would almost be a relief. In the past year, the U.S. government has recommended that almost everyone eligible be COVID vaccinated three times over. And the possibility of an Omicron-focused shot now looms. Um, what? Why would you ever want uh, a future of annual vaccinations? Why, why would that be a relief? <laughs> um, unless you just want to push these things and keep taking them. Uh, you know, this is the trial. People are just taking shots and seeing what's going to happen. They're rolling the dice. And this guy, this guy is one of the, the hottest gamblers out there, okay? It, we, we need this guy to be the trial. I want updates from this guy daily. Like, okay, how was number five? How was, how was number five? How was six? What you, any side effects? Uh, you know, are you falling deeper in love? Uh, are you, what do you think about seven and eight? Um, have you gotten COVID again? Oh, you did. You got COVID two more times. Okay, well, uh, oh, man, um, this guy's going to be the one we need to, to, to follow. Okay, we don't need other trials. We just need Walter Barker, all right? Um, Walter Barker will single-handedly lead us out of this uh, pandemic, if, it's, if that's what you'd still call it. Um, but anyways, uh, article uh, goes on also to say, look, there are two main reasons to vaccinate the already vaccinated. That statement right there, it really piques my interest like that. Okay, oh, I can't wait to hear what the two main reasons to vaccinate the already vaccinated are. Um, I just, you know, uh, that sentence itself uh, is, is kind of turning me in circles. But uh, the two main reasons, a substan substantial drop in our body's defenses or a huge hike in the virus's offenses. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, if I was vaccinated, I would, I would get vaccinated. Um, wait a minute. If I was vaccinated, I would, I would get vaccinated. I would wait. I'm already vaccinated. The two main reasons to vaccinate. Uh, anyways, great article. Great article. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I was curious. That's dark tuning Vox riser. Two. Uh, there's a one. I was just curious what that is. That, that's an interesting one. Uh, if you can decipher that and you email me with the correct answer, I will enter you into a sweepstake um, that if you get vaccinated, you can enter into a lottery um, that you might win cheeseburgers or fries at, at a minimum. You know, at a minimum. Could be a joint. Could be a could be the million dollars. I mean, California, million bucks if you get get vaccinated, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. All right. Well, let's shift gears here. Um, this one's pretty funny. Um, it's pretty good. 
and uh, it's an AOC, an AOC, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the old Democrat from New York. So this is, you know, I got to hand it to her. <clears throat> She's pretty good at gaslighting. Um, and the quote-unquote squad, they're, they're pretty good at gaslighting. Um, they get people pissed off a lot. It's pretty funny. Um, but this one's good. I like what she did here. So uh, headline, right? This is Fox News. Uh, headline, AOC claims Republicans motivated by sexual frustrations in Twitter rant amid Florida trip controversy. <laughs> I like that move. That's pretty good. She's basically saying like, you can't have me. Oh, you want me, but you can't have me. Um, yeah, you think that you want me and y- y- you want it, but you can't have it. And my, uh, my, that's a horrible, <clears throat> um, uh, you know, uh, imitation of her, but I tried. So anyways, if Republicans are mad, they can't date me. They can just say that instead of projecting their sexual frustrations onto my boyfriend's feet. Ocasio-Cortez tweeted on Friday in response to former Trump campaign advisor Steve Cortez, who had taken a shot at her boyfriend's attire. (laughs) This is just a a funny Twitter rant uh, or exchange. Uh, You creepy weirdos, she continued. Um, This is literally the, the, the tweet back and forth. AOC, if Republicans are mad, they can't date me, then they can just say that instead of projecting their sexual frustrations onto my boyfriend's feet, you creepy weirdos. Steve Cortez, if leftists like AOC actually thought mandates and masking worked, they wouldn't be frolicking in free free Florida. Number two, her guy is showing his gross pale male feet in public, not at a pool beach with hideous sandals. Zero for two. Dude, what's wrong with pale feet, Steve? I mean, that's just kind of messed up. Um, and honestly, his sand, he's got sandals on. He's got like Birkenstocks, which are horrible. But, you know, I don't know. I think, I think it's just funny. They're just like kids, you know. And these are the people who are literally running the country. Uh, anyways, the AOC goes on. It's starting to get old, ignoring the very obvious, strange, and deranged sexual frustrations that underpin the Republican fixation on me, women, and LGBT plus people in general. These people clearly need therapy, won't do it, and use politics as their outlet instead. It's really weird. Okay. Now, if she really believes that, she's even dumber than I thought she was. All right. This this girl, I'm going to call her a girl, was a bartender. Was a bartender. Okay. And she wasn't like the old wise you know, bartender, like, you know, I've met some pretty awesome bartenders who should be running the country, to be honest. Um, she's not one of them. She's like, she was like the young kind of sexy one, you know, I'll give it to her. She's cute, but she's so stupid. And she says the, the dumbest things in, in my opinion, has no clue about, you know, politics. And, you know, she, she's, I think a declared socialist, you know, you know, could even be a communist. I don't know. But uh, it's, it's, it's gone this far that she's saying, I don't like you. Ew, get away. Um, and she's in Congress. It, this is schoolyard. Like, you thought, that, you thought the politics was getting stupid. It has gone down to schoolyard, 
schoolyard BS. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the bad word, um, but it, it's 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 just funny. Um, I kind of like the point he is pointing out. Like, why are you in Florida? You know, you know, you guys rip on Florida all the time. You rip on you know DeSantis, which is <clears throat> you know it's all political. But why aren't you hanging out in, in New York City? You know. But at the same time, I'm just like. New York's freaking cold at this time. I don't blame her for going to Florida. Um, I just think the back and forth was pretty funny. Um, let's see what else she says. Uh, Candidly, our fundraising has slowed down since summer months this year, and we're relying on support today to get back on track, hit this goal, and keep Alexandria and Congress fighting for bold solutions for working families. I, this is my question, and maybe I don't know, but it pretty much seems to me like she hasn't done jack as a congresswoman, she's basically torn down things. She, you know, she blocked Amazon. She was one of the people that blocked Amazon from going to New York City, which is, it's a lot of jobs and they're going to go somewhere. It was like a headquarters was going to be there and, and that's one thing she blocked. But like, what has she built? You know, um, I, I don't know. But that, that was a good one. That was a good one. So uh, let's, let's keep moving here though. This one's a quick one. This one's a quick one, but uh, it's worth mentioning. Uh, you know, um, <clears throat> a Connecticut suspect allegedly forges positive COVID test result to skirt pre-Christmas bond hearing. There's another one from Fox News. Uh, a Connecticut man with a, with a lengthy criminal record was arrested again for allegedly presenting a fake COVID-19 positive test. Uh in order to avoid appearing for a bond hearing before Christmas, Junior Jump, uh, Junior and then Jump, J-U-M-P-P. That's just, that's a cool way to spell your name, dude. Uh, yo, yeah, like, Jump ain't good enough, man. I'm Jump P. Maybe he is Jumpy. Maybe, maybe that's how he pronounces it. I would actually <clears throat> would, would like to know if it's Junior Jumpy or it's just Junior Jump. 31 years old, Hartford, Connecticut, was arrested Tuesday and newly charged with one count of forgery in the second degree and one count of fabricating physical evidence. Nobody wants COVID except this guy. Um, that's, that's the irony of it. Um, and he wants COVID to get released, to not have to go into jail because they released a bunch of inmates because of COVID. Um, God, what a gift. You know, a 99.9% survival rate. Um, you are probably, I'm going to, I'm not a mathematician and I don't know the statistics on this, but I would say you're probably, it's probably more dangerous in jail. Uh, not COVID, just living in jail and not getting killed, stabbed, beaten, raped, um, <clears throat> you know, having your food stolen. I don't know, but I don't think COVID was a big worry. For these guys, I think it was like, oh yeah, I got COVID, man. I'm out. I'm out. It's it's party time. Um, but yeah, this it's pretty good. Junior Jump, Jumpy, J U M P P. I like the way you spell that. Um, he got caught for having fabricated a positive COVID test. You know, I'm kind of curious how how did they know that it was a fake positive? It doesn't really say. But um, interestingly enough, <clears throat> you know, he, uh, he's been into no good since he's been out, right? So he got out on, I think he got out because of the COVID. 
and then he's been picked up multiple times since he's been out, and he uh, <laughs> this is actually pretty funny. Jump emailed the judge directly that day, pleading with her to allow him at least two weeks with his children before sending him back to jail. All right, well, you know, then you, your heart kind of goes out to him. That sucks. A day before his scheduled hearing, Jump's defense attorney <clears throat> told investigators his client texted him a photo of a positive COVID my care message. The lawyer took a screenshot and emailed it to the judge, who then excused Jump from the hearing. But a representative for Trinity Health of New England St. Francis Hospital later confirmed to the court that the image was altered, pointed to the image the image's date and jump's name. Oh, that's too bad. Well, yeah. I just think that's, that's, a, that's a great story. There's some people who want COVID. I feel like this guy, you know, he should just be trying to get COVID. Um, like literally get COVID so I can stay out of jail. Uh, I'd be going to every party. He probably is. I mean, if I'm pretty sharp, but I'm pretty sure uh, he was onto that plan um, and just couldn't get the COVID. Um, it's, I guess it's harder to get than they say. I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe he needs to um, get vaccinated and then he could get COVID. Maybe, I mean, it worked for Walter Barker. Walter got his two shots and then uh, got COVID and then got two more shots and then a booster. And he, he's going to have his six. He's, he's, he's got a relationship. Um, anyways, moving on, moving on. Yeah, that one's a bass sweep topper. That's a sample. Um, I'm on GarageBand. I'm, I don't even want to, I'm not trying to sell GarageBand. I'm not getting paid anything. Um, I don't have anyone paying me anything. So I'm pretty free at the moment. If anybody wants to pay me. But uh, let's go to CNN. Did it, did it, did it, did it, CNN. Um, that was not CNN. That was trying to do like a, you know, the wire on the wire. I don't know what I'm trying to do. But anyways, let's, let's go to that. Headline, headline, read all about it. New Omicron variant fills children's hospitals. Okay. So the reason I'm going to talk about this article and another one is that I want us to think big picture and I want us to think about Omicron um, and the narrative that the media's <clears throat> been using and what, what, what were they trying to do and what were they doing and what have they done before Omicron came out. Um, so I'm going to give you a hint. They were vaccinating the kids and they were going... You know, I think they're 5 to 11, and I think now they're working on 1 to 5, and they've done 5 to 11, and they've done 11 to 18. Um, and I want, I want you to think back to before the vaccine. Were kids in the hospital with COVID? Were kids in the hospital with COVID? Were kids getting sick? The answer is no. Pretty much not at all. I think you have like altogether 150 deaths or something that the kids had COVID, but they, these kids were terminally ill. So they could have died from their terminal illness and uh, gotten a, a positive COVID test easily. But anyways, they were, they were jabbing the kids, going after the kids, and uh, Omicron comes out. And what is the narrative with Omicron? Oh, Omicron gets the kids. It's just, it, I just love how it works out. 
I love how it fits the narrative every time. It's impressive that they are able to predict the future as well as they are. Um, so anyways, let's, let's read the article a little bit and talk about it. New Omicron variant fills children's hospitals. It's a weird, weird statement. Wouldn't you say like new, you know, children with uh, COVID Omicron are filling the hospitals? No. Omicron variant fills the children's hospitals. A five-fold increase in pediatric admissions in New York City this month, close to double the numbers admitted in Washington, D.C. and nationwide on average. Pediatric hospitalizations are up 48% in just the past week. Okay, I don't want to do it, but someone's got to say it. CNN, (laughs) of course they're writing about kids. Of course they're writing about kids. All right, pedo central right? Two producers in the last two weeks are brought up on charges of, of pedophile charges and like nasty stuff, nasty stuff. Um, but let's go on. The highly transmissible Omicron variant is teaming up with the busy holiday season to infect more children across the, ho- the United States than ever before. And children's hospitals are bracing for it to get even worse. Now, apparently it's not just Omicron. It's the holiday season too. They're teaming up to get the kids, and they're so they're coming for your kids. The holiday season is coming for your kids with its buddy Omicron, and they they got a jackhammer, they got guns. Um, they're gonna get them. I think we're gonna see more numbers now than we've ever seen. Doctor Stanley Spinner, great name, <clears throat> who is chief medical officer and vice president at Texas Children's Pediatrics and Urgent Care in Houston told CNN. Cases are continuing to rise between Christmas gatherings, and we're going to continue to see more numbers this week from that. Um, so obviously Christmas is a, is, a, is a bad person or a, you know, a bad guy. Um, and the holidays, they're just taking the kids. But again, the kids were in school. Um, the, kids, the kids have been around a lot of things. The kids, COVID was never affecting kids, but now it's affecting kids. I wonder why. Could it be linked? And I'm not a scientist, a doctor, but, you know, I'm curious. Could it be linked to the fact that they're vaccinated now? Are, you know, are all these kids, quote unquote, unvaccinated? Because apparently this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, yet the vaccinated are getting COVID like it's going out of style. So, um it's just interesting that before the kids were getting vaccinated, none of them were in the hospital, really. It was very rare, and they were usually, you know, very sick with something else. Um, but apparently, uh, if you go on in the article, they're needing oxygen. They're needing some other assistance. Don't even know what that means. A Band-Aid? If they're just, even if they're just really dehydrated, needing fluids, most of the kids that were, we are admitting for COVID are kids that have respiratory issues that they need oxygen and they need other support. So they're going to be pretty sick. You know, you don't see kids that are not very sick in the hospital. Yeah, it's probably true. Most of the really sick children are unvaccinated or under vaccinated. He said, that's a great sentence. (laughs) You could, you could, okay. That one is a tricky one, right? It makes you think most, it goes, most of the really sick children are unvaccinated. 
then you think, oh, that, yeah, it's, they're unvaccinated. So that's, that's the ones who are getting real sick. But then it says, or undervaccinated. It doesn't tell you how many were vaccinated or unvaccinated. And it doesn't tell you what undervaccinated is. What's undervaccinated? Does that just two shots? Are you saying that maybe they need a booster or is it one shot? Um, uh, it's crazy. I can tell you that virtually all of our kids that are hospitalized have either been unvaccinated or not fully vaccinated. Maybe having received one dose, but not having the second dose and not having the full protection from the vaccine. Oh, the full protection that everybody has that is getting COVID. It's falling apart for these people, man. It's falling apart for these people and they're, they're not stopping. But uh, I think it's interesting um, that we see uh, them going for the kids. And uh, yeah, on that note, uh, if we go, we go over to Fox, um, you know, Fox, you know, the, every single media, mainstream media, big media, and a lot of smaller media are getting a lot of money from Big Pharma. And that's why, you know, it, it's interesting. They're all pushing it. Anyways, Fox News, FDA, close to booster authorization for kids 12 to 15. Booster. Can't wait to give them boosters. The, the FDA is reporting planning to expand eligibility for COVID-19 vaccine booster shots on Monday. That's awesome. I mean, hey, Omicron gets the kids. We better booster them up. Um, the, like, they really think that the answer is to just keep giving people shots. It, they're not looking at treatment. They're not looking at uh, immunity. Um, and there's a lot of treatments for, for COVID. And there's lasting immunity if you've had COVID. Um, but no, it's just a continual double down on a vaccine shot. It's pretty crazy. All right, well, this next one's going to just blow your, it's going to blow your mind. You would have thought that this is impossible, and it blows my mind. Um, it's, it's almost inconceivable, but yet here we are, you know, uh, two years into this, in our third year of the pandemic. And um, here is the headline. It's from the National Pulse, um, which I think does good reporting. It's by Natalie Winters. Um, she's great. Love listening to her. And they definitely get after it. A um, bit of a back channel, but uh, here's a headline. Okay, Biden and China are partners in a new Wuhan lab, eco health hunt for recombinant rodent coronaviruses. All right, it, it's insane. It's insane, and it's true. It's true. You can look up the facts on this. You can look up the papers. You can look up the funding, where the money's coming from, <clears throat> what they're doing, the research they're doing, and it checks out. Um, I'm going to read you the, the first part of it just to give you the overview. All right. So research, researchers from the COVID-19-linked Wuhan Institute of Virology and disgraced researcher Peter Daszak. Right? Peter Daszak was like, he's the guy that heads the EcoHealth Alliance, and he was, um, you know... Basically, that's the money went from NIH to EcoHealth Alliance and NIAID. So Anthony Fauci um, and NIH sent money to EcoHealth Alliance, right? And then through EcoHealth Alliance, Peter Daszak, who's the little the the guy on the ground there, 
worked with the, you know, quote unquote, bat lady, Ji uh, Zheng Li or something, in the Wuhan U- U- uh, Institute of Virology. And they were working on what? Coronaviruses. And specifically what with those coronaviruses? Gain of function to make them more deadly, to make them be able to uh, infect people is basically what it was. Um, and what's their, what's their reasoning? Well, we need to, you know, soup up these viruses just in case nature does it so that when nature does it, we can, we can have a vaccine. Here's the crazy thing. We've had coronaviruses forever. They're called colds. Okay. Common cold is a coronaviruses. We've had them forever. Nature has in, in thousands of years, nature has not decided to uh, turn it into a super cold or disease or virus that infects the whole world and causes upheaval as we're witnessing now. But, but guess who did? People did. Peter Daszak did. The Bat Lady did. The Wuhan Institute of Virology did. Uh, Anthony Fauci did. Ralph Barrick did. Okay. Um, our own people have created this. And so here we are, right? <clears throat> Even after all this has gone down, right? We're in the third year of this insane, just ridiculous upheaval of a coronavirus. What, and what are we giving money to? Who are we giving money to? And what are we giving money to? We're giving money to Peter Daszak's EcoHealth Alliance. Okay, I'll read on. Have carried out new research on recombinant coronaviruses in rodents. A recent uh, recently published paper reveals the paper lists the Chinese regime as well as Joe Biden's International Develop- Development Department as funders and supporters of the dangerous work. Why? I mean, and and the, no one's talking about this. That's why I like the National Pulse because they they get into the weeds <clears throat> and they get into things that uh, no one's going to cover. Um, why in the hell? Would we be doing any more uh, research into making this virus any worse, messing with this virus? I mean, literally, literally evil scientists are running the world right now. Evil scientists are, are, are running the world. Um, <clears throat> and we're, we're just at their, their, their whim. Um, yeah, this one's not as, as funny. It's just crazy. It's insane. Um, we're living in an age of medical tyranny, and what are, what are we doing that no one's talking about? We're researching more stuff that could maybe hopefully, I don't know, uh, create an even deadlier thing? Maybe. Uh, let's read on. Let's see what, let's see what it's about. Uh, the October document, a novel potentially recombinant rodent coronavirus with a polybasic cleavage site in the spike protein. Descri- <laughs> These people are crazy, man. They're, they're insane. They're just, they're messing with nature and they're unleashing it on the world. Um, Anyways, I'll go on. Describes how researchers sampled rodents and shrews collected from the wild for coronavirus prevalence. In the years preceding COVID-19, the Wuhan Institute of Virology carried out similar expeditions to gather data on bats. Yeah, Yeah, normal. Yeah, why not? Using the samples collected... Researchers from the Wuhan lab in collaboration with the American nonprofit EcoHealth Alliance discovered killer viruses that they bragged were capable of direct human infection, which basically isn't true because 
the one that's infecting people was man-made. Uh, and that's, that's pretty much common knowledge by now. The new paper, which counts researchers from seven Chinese state-run scientific institutions, include one person affiliated with the Wuhan Institute of Virology's Lab of Special Pathogens and Biosafety, is authored by three EcoHealth Alliance researchers, including President Peter Daszak. How is this guy getting money? How are we giving him money? How is he not done, like, hiding somewhere in a hut in a tropical island, waiting just for the rest of his life? Just stop. Because eventually this guy is going to have to be brought to justice. Um, the National Polls has previously revealed Dasik's extensive relationship with the Chinese Communist Party, prompting his removal from the Lancet's COVID-19 commission due to conflicts of interest. Yeah, that's true. Um, there were two things that came out in like February and March, Peter Dasik of 2020, when the, when the, the whole thing was, was coming out. Peter Dasik had the Lancet, which is a premier science uh, publication, had the Lancet and a bunch of other doctors and virologists put together a paper that basically said this was not a lab leak. Um, and he was the one behind it. And he was the one who was working in the, in the lab when all this happened. And he was the one working with the Batwoman. And he was the one getting the funding and passing it on to, to the lab. And he headed a uh, paper that said this wasn't a lab leak. Yet here we are, and they have not been able to prove otherwise. No animal host. Haven't been able to prove it. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. Yeah, all right. So I, I got one more for us uh, before we're going to sign off and sayonara off this. Um, it's another one from the National Polls. This one, this one is pretty funny if it wasn't so psycho. Um, but it's just kind of how it works. You know, you got to laugh at the psychosis that's going on right now. Um, uh, another one by Natalie Winters. This was on December 26th. So, uh, again, the National Pulse. A headline, okay? Wuhan Lab hosts conference on how to avoid lab leaks. That's <laughs> just... You have to hand it to them. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. No matter what, they're going to double down. I love it, the double down. I don't know if, you, you know, you play poker, you, you're a gambler, whatever, blackjack, you lose, you double down. You lose again, double down. I mean, these these. People today, in today's world, are the masters of the double down. Um, not to mention Mr. Jesse Smollett. That was a good one. The guy was clearly caught, red-handed, clearly caught, like everything on tape, every, you know, in front of the jurors. And what did he do? I am not guilty. These guys, they, these, these black men beat me up and were Trump supporters. <laughs> I, it's just, it's just, a, it's awesome. It's amazing. Anyways, Wuhan Lab hosts conference on how to avoid lab leaks. That is like the last people who should be telling anyone how to, to do that. But I guess if you do that, you look good. Um, you know, let's read a little bit. 
The Wuhan Institute of Virology, the laboratory believed to be the source of the COVID-19 pandemic, hosted an international conference advising, advising scientists and research institutes on proper laboratory safety measures. <laughs> I, you just got to hand it to them. The gall, the gall, as they say. The event, the International Training Course on Biosafety Laboratory Management and Technology, comes amidst America's top health and intelligence publicly supporting the theory, however, that COVID-19 escaped from the Wuhan uh, Institute of Virology. Yeah, so it's not a bad, not a bad strategy when you're getting called out about something, right? You know, one of the biggest things we can think about is like when you get caught cheating on your girlfriend, right? What do you do? Yeah, you deny it. And beyond that, you tell her, I was just telling my buddy, John, to not do that. I was giving him advice on not cheating. And I can't believe that you're going to blame me. Um, you double down. It's the, it's, it's the classic double down. It's amazing. Um, you you got to hand it to him. Uh, despite being at the center of COVID-19's origins, the Wuhan Institute of Virology hosted a laboratory safety measure conference from December 16th to the 17th. This is why I like the National Pulse. They, they find things that are true. This is all true. Um, and, and they talk about it. No one else does. It, the mainstream media is, it's just so boring. It's just, now you watch mainstream media and you're just like, like, nothing. You're getting almost nothing. Um, it's all about the back channels these days. There's so many good things coming out and interesting info that uh, people aren't getting because they just turn on, flick on the tube and they stick with what? CNN, MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox. And uh, that's their news. That's their information. But uh, I think that's why we're having such an awakening these days. There's, there's a lot of people who are coming out and talking about stuff and getting deeper into the truth, um, which, I, you know, we, we didn't have before. Um, but uh, anyways, that was an interesting one. That, that, one, that one was pretty awesome. And they're hosting, you know, 200 participants, participants in attendance from over nearly 30 countries. They're really uh, spreading the message, as they would say, right? I mean, we can clearly see what that is. Um, I, I highly recommend checking out the National Post and, uh, and Natalie Winters, sharp as a tack. Pretty, too. Um, not that that does anything for journalism, but... All right, folks. Want you to shake it all out, shake it all out. Shake your neck, shake your head, shake your arms. And I want you, I want to thank you if you've, if you've stuck around and you're, you're at the end. And uh, I hope, I sincerely hope that I've entertained you. Uh, because news should be entertaining, right? I mean... It's not just enough to inform you and tell you the truth. It should be full of theatrics, theater, ups and downs, deaths, 
lies, tragedy. We, we don't want just something to just tell us what's really happening. We want distraction. And I sincerely hope that you've gotten that distraction. You feel that in your soul, that distraction. Um, and I hope that you pass that on. The more news we watch, the better we'll be. That's the daily hypocrisy. It's time to stand up. It's time to get up.